second chapter of the book of Revelation. We had a, we had a, a praiser come to the house a week ago or so. Uh, some things that we were doing, working on. And there were some things around the house that had just went undone. And you know how things are. There's always something to be done. And if, if you, I don't know how the, I don't know how the world can look at things around them and not know that there is a God, because God clearly states that this world doesn't just it doesn't just plateau into goodness, right? It's it's an eternal decay. It's a state of toil. It's a, it's a sinful place, and you can see that at your house. I don't know if you see it like I do, but it don't just stay nice and neat. What happens? It it decays, and things have to be fixed and. And so there were things around the house that I wanted to, to, to just take care of. Little things there, little things there, those honey-do lists, you know. And so we, we worked on those things, and we made preparation for that individual to come and, and do that appraisal on that home. The Bible talks about preparation, making ready. Uh, and here in the book of Revelation, now, we've studied this, but, but the Lord pulled something out and caught my attention and I, I believe he really, really wants me to share it with you. Revelation chapter 2, we'll start in the first verse. It says, And unto the angel of the church of Ephesus write these things, saith he that holdeth the seven stars in his right hand, and walketh in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. I know thy works, and thy labor, and thy patience, and how thou canst not bear them which are evil. And thou hast tried them which say they are apostles, and are not, and hast found them liars, and hast borne, and hast patience, and for my name's sake hast labored and hast not fainted. Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee, because thou hast left thy first love. Remember, therefore, from whence thou art fallen, and repent, and do the first works, or else I will come unto thee quickly, and will remove thy candlestick out of his place, except thou repent. Now, verse 5 there. Of, of chapter 2. Now well, we know in chapter 2 and in chapter 3 that God gives a message to these churches and he, he has something to say. We've studied it, you know that. In verse 5 he tells them, remember therefore from whence thou art fallen and repent and do the first works or else I will come unto thee quickly and will remove thy candlestick out of his place except thou Repent. Now I want to just draw your attention, if I can, that he basically gave them a repent or else. That's right. Right? That's right. A repent or else. This is what's going to happen to you. Now I don't know about you, but you know I, I have children, and sometimes you give them those statements. If you don't do this, then I'm going to do that. Right? And now that child is going to know by your past behavior, your past actions. Whether or not to trust you or not, right? Right? Whether or not, whatever you filled in the blank, right? If you don't do this, if you don't pick up those toys, then I'm going to fill in the blank, right? Whether or not you fill in the blank, they know that. And I'm telling you, we do God the same way. Now, the church here, I believe, had done God the same way. They, they said, you know what? I don't think today is the day that I'm going to do that. And you know what they do? They postpone it. They postpone it. Now, now, can I tell you at work, I have several things that get on my desk. I have several things that are my responsibility, my requirement uh, to get them done. But there's often too much to do in a day. 
And uh, that's just the way my job goes. There's more things there than I can possibly accomplish. And so what happens is the things that I give the most importance to, the things that, the things that uh, maybe are a little bit higher of importance, what happens? They rise to the top and those things get done, right? Everything else just falls down in the stack and maybe gets postponed to another day. Well, the next day comes, right? And the next day comes and what happens? There are new things. There are new things now in this stack of things that I have to do. And what happens? The most important things rise to the top. And those are the things that I give my time to. The things maybe that I wasn't expecting, they take my time up. And what happens to those things that I gave less importance to? What happens to them? They stay at the bottom of the stack. And so what happens is they get postponed to another day. Now y'all know where we're going with this. What happens to those things that get very little importance to? What happens to those things that just don't seem to rise to the top? What happens is, is they keep getting postponed until they are never accomplished. Amen. Until we forget uh, from our mind that we even planned on doing those things. Can I tell you that we're doing that with God every day? We've got other things that we think are more important. And you don't believe me? Look at the benches. There are people missing. Uh, who are probably on a roll that could be here today. Where are they at? They've postponed the importance of serving God. They've postponed in their lives doing what he's called them to do. They've postponed uh, thinking about the things of him, and they've put the other things of more importance Mm. to the top. Can I tell you, if God's asked you to do something, you better repent. Mm Mm-hmm. Or else, he says, behold, I will come quickly. Now, I want you to see. uh, Let's go a little further down in the scripture. Uh, Stay there in chapter 2, but let's go down to verse 12. We get a new church in verse 12. Now, we skipped over one, but that's all right. Verse 12 has the church at Pergamos. And so he starts talking to these folks, and he starts telling them how he knows them. Look down in verse 16, I believe it is. In verse 16, he says to this group, repent. Or else I will come unto thee quickly, and I will fight against them with the sword of my mouth. Mm-hmm. Now, I want you to know some of us, I believe, have good intentions. I believe there's a lot of Christians with good intentions, but they procrastinate. Right? Any of you procrastinate anything? Hey, Amen. They all do. Don't be liars now in the church house. Amen. We all procrastinate, put things off, right, to another day. We have good intentions. We, we think to ourselves, we'll get to that. I'm going to get to that. I, I, Andy and I are about to take some college classes together. She's already done her part and enrolled. I have not done mine. Why not? Because I keep putting it off for another day. Why? Because I just got other things that are on my mind. I got good intentions of doing that one day. I've got good intentions of getting that accomplished, but I want you to know there's a deadline drawing. And if I don't make that deadline, what's going to happen? I'm going to be in trouble. I'm not going to be able to do those things that I planned on doing. Can I tell you, there's some people in the church house that's been procrastinating. That's right. Right? You got good intentions. I'm going to serve the Lord. I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that. But you're not doing it. Can I tell you, God is as real as he was the first time he said it. He's just as real now. Amen. He, he said, behold, uh, if you don't repent, I'm going to come quickly. Right. He, he gave them an opportunity uh, to make things right. Can I tell you, you've got an opportunity to do things right. You've got an opportunity uh, to, to maybe change the way that you're acting. But listen, those good intentions ain't going to get you nowhere. Y'all know the whole phrase, what, what's paved with good intentions? Yeah. 
as a way to help pay with them. Right? People meant to get right. Meant to get saved. They was going to do it one of these days. But they never did. Amen. I want you to know, God says that there is a deadline. Yeah. Amen. You know what? There's a deadline. There's a deadline on your life. Yeah. Amen. We don't know what tomorrow holds for us. Amen. Now, now let's go a little further, though. Let's go a little further, Scripture. It's the, and, and move one more chapter over. Uh, and let's go uh, to Revelation chapter 3. Revelation chapter 3, we find the church of Sardis. Now, I know I haven't read anything to y'all this news yet, but I want you to see that something happened here. There's something in the Scripture that's happening, and you need to get a hold of it. Revelation chapter 3, uh, verse 3, he says, Remember, therefore, how thou hast received and heard, and hold fast and repent. If therefore thou shalt not watch, I will come on thee as a thief, and thou shalt not know what hour I will come upon thee. Now I want you to know there's a shift that just happened right there. Mm -hmm. now, now it's a, it's a, he's, he's coming as a thief. Mm -hmm. Now I want you to know last night when we were at home and it was kind of getting close, it wasn't late, but it was later in the evening. And, and Abby had a friend of hers, a, actually it's a daughter's friend, and she called and she said, are y'all at home? And Abby said, well, yeah, we're, we're at home. And she said, well, can I come by? She's, she's just a few minutes down the road. And I want you to know, I, I was... I was in my lounge pants and my t-shirt. I, you know, I wasn't really dressed to expect company. Right? I had very little warning that somebody was coming. <clears throat> Let me tell you this. When the thief comes, you got no warning at all. Right. So I want you to know you can postpone God. You can procrastinate on God. But when he shows up, there ain't going to be a warning. They're not going to be some shots fired and say, okay, get ready, everybody. There's not going to be a bell rung and said, okay, now you can get your lives right. It's coming. Now, the Bible tells me that there are warning signs of the end. Amen. And then you can use those as best you can. But I want you to know those, in, those signs have been around a long time. You're not going to know when God shows up. Now, I, want I hadn't taught y'all anything. I hadn't preached anything to you this morning that you didn't already know. Right? Everybody with me so far? Man. This ain't hard yet, is it? Right? He said, if you don't repent, behold, I'm going to come quickly. And then he said later on, if you don't repent, behold, I come quickly. And then he says, I'm going to come like a thief in the night. Ain't nothing there in any of us, right? We're good on that. I want you to say something here. The Lord, Lord really, he just kind of kind of got me with it. Look at chapter 3, verse 11. Chapter 3, verse 11 says, Behold... I come quickly. Hold that fast which thou hast, that no man take thy crown. Let's keep going. Let's all stop right there. Let's look on the church of Laodicea. Last church in the seven churches in the book of Revelations. He says, he says to them in verse 20, he says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. Now, I want you all to follow with me just for a moment, if you could. Now, now I, this may be not what you was expecting this morning, but let me just tell you, God put this so strongly on my mind, it was just something that just kept rattling around in there. 
and, and I'm not smart enough uh, to put two and two together every time. Bless that scripture's Lord. there. And God knows what he wants us to see when he wants us to see it. Amen? Right. He doesn't just say all the time, here it is, black and white. But he reveals that that needs to be revealed as it needs to be revealed. Right. He knows what we stand in need of. He knows what you need this morning. He knows what I need this morning. Come he on, knows brother. what this world needs this morning. Amen. I'm so thankful that he does that. We've been talking all day long about just let him leave. Let him leave. Let him leave. Well, can I tell you this morning, he's given us a word right here. And I want you to see what I'm about to try to put together. Some of you may have already clicked in your minds. God may already be showing it to you. And if he did show it to you, can I tell you, he showed it to you for a reason this morning. Come Amen. On. And you need it this morning. But I want you to see here, there's a picture of these seven churches. And these seven churches represent something. Uh, they represented in that day real churches that existed and that needed a word from God. Amen. Amen. Hear me again. He sent a man to them to deliver a word to them from something that he'd give him a vision of. Now, how about that this morning, that God thought enough of those churches yeah. in that present day to send them a word. But thank God he didn't just stop with them. Amen. Thank God this morning that he sends word to us too. Yeah. Amen. So then it's not only just a, a word to those seven churches. But there's a picture here of things to come. That's what he said. He said in this scripture in the book of Revelation, here are things to come. And, and he said, take note of it, that there surely will happen. That's what this is all about. Yeah. So here we are in the book of Revelations, and we've got a word that he's given to seven churches, and now he's given to us. What does that mean? Well, there's a lot of people who have different <laughs> opinions about it. i got my own opinions about it. But here's some reality. Here's some truth for you. These seven churches are pictures of churches today. Amen. Right. There are some churches that are over here. I want you to know they're just as lukewarm as can possibly be. The church at Laodicea is such an amazing thing to me. It was a, a city situated here, and there was a city over here that had great hot springs. The water was so hot, it was boiling hot. But you couldn't touch it there. It was too hot. And so they ran pipeline from that hot spring into the city of Laodicea. Uh, Laodicea. So it would run through those pipes. But by the time it made it from that city to this city, it had cooled off and it was lukewarm. They had springs to the south of them in another city where they were cold, cold, clear water. So they run pipes from that city to this city. And by the time that cold water run across them pipes into the city of Laodicea, what was it? They were lukewarm. They had warmed up. In other words, all they ever got was mixed up stuff. Can I tell you today, we got a whole bunch of churches that are mixed up. What are you telling me? Yeah. I'm telling you, they got as much of the world in them as they got God in them. Amen. And, and the Bible Amen. says that don't work. Jesus said, I'll spew you out of my mouth. I can't take that. Amen. Amen. I want you to know if you ever just drink lukewarm on something, it'll make you just about sick. You don't want, you want it. It won't come back out. That's what he said to them. That word that he gave to those churches is still real for us today. Amen. Yeah. That word that he sent to those seven churches, uh, they're around us, all around us. There are some yeah. churches who are in this, just right in the middle of hell. I believe it. Amen. All around them, it's hell. It feels like it is today. All around us. Amen. There's there's a, a disease. Uh, there is uh, people's addiction to drugs. It seems like there's death and murder on every hand. They talked about that Florida shooting. I heard an FBI agent this week talking. He said, since that day, in the area surrounding Gadsden, Alabama, which includes us, there have been two, two incidences per day of threats against schools. Can I tell you, there's churches right in the middle of hell. That, that he speaks to that. I can tell you that these seven churches represent churches at any time. But I can also tell you this, that they also represent the ages of the churches. 
And if you look at the last three churches, we resemble them today more than ever. Right. What are you saying? I'm saying that there's a picture here of where God started with the church and where he ends with the church. Right. Amen. Now listen to me. Listen to me. We just went through it. And I'm going to take you back to it. And I want you to see what God showed me so clearly. Somebody needs this today. I don't know why. I don't know who's for it, but God knows. And I'm so thankful that he knows more than we know. The first church, he said, repent and return to thy first love. That's what he told me. Or else. Y'all hear that, right? I mean, he, he, he said there's an opportunity to repent and an opportunity to return back to the work that God put for him. That's what he said to him. Or else what? Or else he's coming. That's right. Right? What does that mean? That's the end, y'all. That's right. He's coming. Yeah. He's coming back for you. He's coming back for me. But he's also coming back uh, to make things right. Which means what? Justice will come upon this land. Which means what? If you're dead in your sin and you've never been saved, you're going to hell. Hey, the old devil, he's going to be tossed into that old fire. And that fire is going to be tossed into that lake of fire forever and ever. That's coming. And he said, if you don't repent, then you don't turn back to your ways. That's what's coming. I'm coming back. Amen, bro. That's the first church. Look, 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 look. That's the first church. What's the second church that we read? The second church said, repent. Didn't even say to return to the works. Did you see that? He just said, repent. That's right. Why? Because God knows more than you and I know. Mm -hmm. Matter of fact, the church that I skipped, he said that was the little church that was hanging on. You know what he told them? Hang on. That's what he told them. We didn't, I told you, I said, that's the reason to skip. It's because there is people who are just going to hang on. Why? Because between the first church and that third church, uh, something happened. In other words, he knew that God's people wasn't going to return and be the church that they were supposed to be. Right. Amen. That's why he said, I'll always keep to me a remnant. Right. That old remnant is, that's the leftovers. Mm -hmm. Why? Because the body didn't do what it's supposed to do. That's right. Now look, look, this is time order here. This is sequential. This is going, all right, so, so we read those two things. Then what was the next one? He said, whoa, whoa. He said, hold on a second. Let, let, let's just read that one again. Verse 3 of Revelation 3 said, Remember therefore how thou hast received and heard, and hold fast and repent. But look at the next part of it. He says, If therefore thou shalt not watch. If therefore. You know what that sounds like to me? He knew they wasn't going to watch. If therefore, if you therefore are not going to watch, yeah. behold, I'll come as a thief in the night. Yeah. Did you hear the tone change? Right. Before there was an opportunity, repent, return to your first works, then I'm going to come back. And then the second one come, and it was just, please repent, repent, because I'm coming. And now it's, I'm going to catch you unawares. You ever had anybody... Knock on your door, and there you are, and the house is in a mess, and you get up and start throwing stuff. Y'all ever done that? Yes, you have. Amen. You say, oh, i got to straighten this up. I gotta, I gotta. It's too late. They knocked on the door. The thief don't knock. You ain't going to know. He snuck in the back door. You're lying there asleep, and you hear a sound. Everybody ever woken up to a weird sound? Yeah, that's terrifying. You jump straight up out of bed. Me, probably grabbing the gun inside or something, right? I mean, he's, he's so nervous. So, it's too late. That's Here's right, a progression. Right. Here's a progression. Are y'all with me? Keep going. Keep going. Then he said, then he said, look, there's no repent. 
There's no repent, turn, return to your first works. What did he say in Revelation chapter 3, verse 11? What does that say? It says, Behold, I come quickly. Yeah. Y'all hearing this? Hey, where are we at in this world? Where are we at in this thing? I'm telling you, we're right at the end. Right. We're right at the end. Everything I read tells me we're right at the end. Yeah. And his word says, Behold, I come quickly. You ain't got no time to get ready if you ain't ready yet. That's right. Come on, brother. Yeah. What are you waiting on, procrastinators? Come on, come on, Brian. What are you waiting on, postponers? Right. I'll put a security system in one of these days. Too late. You know when security systems get put in? After people been robbed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh huh. Most security systems right. get put in after. Yeah. You know what? When he returns, there ain't no after. Yeah. Ain't no opportunity or chance. Now, 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 look at this, look at this. Look at this, Revelation chapter 3, verse 20. Woo! Look at Revelation chapter 3, verse 20. Behold, I stand at the door. Yeah. Y'all got that? Right. What's that mean? He's already at the door. That's right. He's already at the door. Mm -hmm. Listen, church, if we... I'm so thankful we've had the meetings we've had. Man, they filled me up. Yeah, My cup has been full and overflowing. Praise the Lord. I'm so thankful that I see people concerned about God, yeah. wanting to pray. Oh, I'm so thankful. It just tickles me to death. We have a singing service, and we just praise the Lord in it. Just fills my cup. Just yeah. fills me up. But can I tell you, if you're thinking about doing something tomorrow, it's too late. Amen. You need to do it now. Right. The Bible says work while it's still daylight. Yeah. But, but, but that says to me, that says to me, he's at the door. That's right. So can I ask you, what are you waiting on? Mm -hmm. That's right. The church is out of time. Yeah. Christians, we're out of time. We got, we got a list of people we want to see saved, we want to see back in church. Yeah. Hey, if we don't get down and work hard and work now, it won't happen. That's right. Why are you saying that, preacher? You want scares? Yeah, I'd like to. Mm -hmm. I'd like to. Right. I'd like to work for God just as hard as I work if somebody comes to my door and I, I got clothes I hadn't put away. Well, I'll jump to that one. Well, I'll put them up. Mm -hmm. Why don't we jump for the Lord? Come on. Because he's at the door. He's at the door. Right. The world's out of time. Yep. Lost sinners, if you're not saved, you're out of time. Yep. You're out of time. You say, oh, but it, tomorrow may come. You're not guaranteed tomorrow. Right. Romans chapter 13, verse 11, last scripture I read to you. I want you to turn there if you got your Bible. I'm going to wait. I'm going to pull Jeremy. I'm going to wait. Because I want you to mark it. I want you to read it again. I want you to think about those people in your life that are lost and headed for hell. And I want you to think about your own life and serving God and where you're at serving God. Romans chapter 13 verse 11 it says, And that knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake out of a sleep, for now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. Can I tell you, 
He's here. He's at the door. He wants to come in. What are you waiting on? Church, what are we waiting on? We got up here, we 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 said, well, anybody got a testimony? What are you waiting on? Mm-hmm. You waiting on the Lord to just knock you out of that seat? He just said to you, I'm at the door. Yeah. Who invited him in? Who said, Come on in, Spirit? I want you to be a part of me today. Church, it's it's past time. The alarm bells are already went off. Uh-huh. That's what he gives us in his word. They're already ringing. Yeah. Don't wait. That's right. God's calling you to do something. Don't wait. God's got somebody on your heart. He just burdens your heart all just in a moment. A word, a name. Somebody come to your mind. He burdens your heart. Go talk to that person. Get down on your knees and pray for them. No joke. It just happened. I'm going to tell the story now. I'm going to be quiet. I was sitting there this morning in Sunday school, and all the things were happening come to my mind. I need to go talk to that boy. I hadn't felt that way yet until this morning. Because I wasn't going to go unless the Lord said go. Come to my mind. I need to go talk to that boy. 20 Sunday school and church, you know what she did? She said, come over here. She handed me a slip of paper with his phone number on it. Mm. It's past time to wait. Mm-hmm. To wait. It's past time to, to put off and to procrastinate. Yeah. When the Lord says move, if you hadn't already moved, it may be too late. Come on, Brian. Mm-hmm. There was a time when Peter had sinned against God, he'd sinned against Christ, he denied his name, he had fallen far from God, and Jesus come, he had resurrected, there he was on the shore, uh, the shore, and they were in that ship, and Peter seen him, and the Bible says, that instead of getting in that old boat, and rowing out to that shore, says he stripped off his garments, and he dove in and swam to his Lord, it's, it's too late to wait, it's past time, if God's given you something to do, please, please, yeah. I beg you. I beg you, somebody's dependent on you this morning. That's right. Somebody's dependent on you. Do you know that you got saved because somebody prayed? You yeah. got saved because somebody preached the word. You got saved because somebody sang. You got saved because somebody testified. You got saved because somebody minded the Lord. That's right. Yeah. It's too yeah. late to wait. Because right. he's already at the door. So church, can I just beg you? Can I just impress upon you? When God speaks in your heart, don't wait. That's right. Bless him, Lord. Don't wait. That's right. It's time we move. It's time we get up. <clears throat> it's time we go. Yeah. It's time to do. Mm-hmm. But it's too late to wait. Come get a verse of song. Yeah. Maybe this morning God spoke directly in your heart. I'm telling you now, this word was for somebody. I woke up, it was just there it was. It was just, it was right there. And I said, Lord, it's yours. You may have needed it this morning. Don't let it pass you by. Yeah. Maybe God put somebody in your mind. Put somebody on your heart. He put somebody for you to pray about. Don't wait. They may need you this morning. Yeah. Maybe they're thinking about ending it. A number of suicides just blows my mind. 
My, that's people out there. The devil's got them so confused. They take their own life. Yeah. Amen. It's too late for the church to wait anymore. Stand with us all over the house.